Hey, Tyson Sharp here, and what you're about to listen to is an interview with Casey Barron all about how to create magnetic marketing so you can get your message out to more people and attract the right clients. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to the Awaken Your Business podcast. My name's Tyson Sharp, and if it's also your mission to heighten consciousness, yes, you are a light worker. And it's in this podcast where you execute that heart's mission by integrating your spiritual, and business growth. This is what I call stepping into the role of the heart-centered CEO. This is the version of you who knows the numbers, you know how to grow an audience, you know how to create more impact and more income, but every business strategy is done through the filter of love, compassion, consciousness, and contribution. So when you're ready, take a deep breath, and I'll see you on the inside. A big welcome to you, my online family. I've got a treat for you. I'll be bringing more episodes, more interviews around things like this, around marketing, more strategy, more practical tools and tactics so that you can build your business and expand your reach in a way that's aligned. And we will... Um, the, the, my special guest today, we were connected through a mutual friend. And as soon as we got on Zoom and started having a chat, uh, which was last week, I said, oh my God, you have to be on the podcast. And the reason being is because her, not only her energy, but her passion is truly helping people create their message and their marketing in a way that's magnetic and in a way that's aligned with their heart. And so what you're about to here are things like how you can make your messaging more magnetic, how you can do it in an open and a vulnerable way that's going to not only increase reach, but help you build genuine relationships with the right people. And I think that's what's really important. That's what's missing these days. People putting out a message and it's either not authentic to who and what they are or not authentic at the level and depth that they, that they truly desire. And they're not attracting the right people. And there's very specific reasons for that. And we're going to dive in deep on here. But I'll read uh, Casey Barron, her bio. Super, super impressive. You're going to learn more about her in the interview. But Casey's an online CEO and a speech language pathologist. She helps online entrepreneurs increase their income with magnetic marketing, increasing visibility, of course, that's what we're all about, and mastering their energy alignment. And she does this through her program, which is called Aligned CEO Accelerator. And not only that, but she's an intuitive, a psychic medium, and a soul connector. A bunch of skill sets wrapped into one, which we all love here. We all love coupling the spirituality and business strategy. That's what we're all about. I'll leave it at that. I know you're excited to learn here. Take plenty of notes and see what you can apply in your own life and in your own business and see it. Uh, really skyrocket to the next level. So here's Casey Barron. All right, guys, welcome back. I talked to Casey last week, and as soon as we were discussing what she's all about, I'm like, we have to get you on an interview. We have to get you on the podcast. Uh, The reason being, I'm going to bring more guest speakers and more topics around some more practical and things you can implement around business, whether it be marketing, whether it be social media, whether it be more strategy, all those different things. I talk a lot about mindset. I talk a lot about the internal spiritual work. Um, Casey as well couples both of them. 
couples, both the spirituality and the marketing and business aspect, which is why she's here, which is why we're excited. We're going to dive in deep in terms of a lot of those topics. So after this episode, you can have a lot to take away, but Casey, welcome. How are you, how are you going? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you and your audience about marketing and spirituality and how it all can come together to and create the business of your dreams, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Having a business of your dreams is what the ideal outcome is. You know, everyone wants to build a business, but building one that's aligned, one that's true, one that is your heart. That's really where what matters most. That's really, really where you're growing into who you're really being pulled to become. And that's exactly. what we can, uh, that's what we can talk about. I mean, people generally already know about you. I've done a bit of an intro, but share with the audience uh, a little bit about your background. How did you get into all of this? How did this become your passion? Yeah, I didn't know I was an entrepreneur for a very long time. And it actually, I started, I am a clinician. I am a speech language pathologist. Right now I work with pediatrics, but I'm also an entrepreneur, but it all started being a speech language pathologist for me. And I don't know about you, but in America, most medical professionals have a ton of student loan debt. So we graduate, we have so much student loan debt. It's like the first thing we think about oftentimes. Um, like, how are we going to get out of this? Like we get our first salary and we're like, this is not enough to pay off all the things that I've accumulated over the last seven years I went to college. And so I start working and I actually found a program. I paid off all my student loans in 16 months. And so that was done. Like I did it. I manifested money out of, I don't even know where it came from kind of thing. It was the weird speed that I was able to get out of debt on my income alone. Like I paid off more money in 16 months than I made in 16 months. So it's honestly kind of a miracle, <laughs> but that's kind of what happens when you, when you align like action with manifestation and you kind of, you know, take action while you're doing some spiritual growth, which is what I was doing during that time. So, um, but the reason I'm telling you this story is that when all that was done and over with, and I'm sitting pretty, pretty, making a lot of money, um, I was like freaking miserable. So you think that, okay, I made my money goals. That was going to supposed to make me happy, right? So I was making money. I was serving. I was in this job. Most people dream about being in. I had had, you know, promotions and all these things and it still was not fulfilling. And so I was like, well, what do you do? You know, well, now I don't have any debt. So in my mind, I was like, well, if I could do anything, what would it be? And the only thing my mind could really think of and process at that time was getting a PhD. So I thought about, okay, maybe I'll go back to school and I'll, um, you know, I'll get my PhD. And then I started to do research on, on that money. Cause you know, I'm kind of obsessed with, with that, like the cost of school and things now. So I'm like looking it up and I'm like, I don't know, this doesn't feel aligned in how my future would look. Like it felt good to move on, but it didn't feel good in that direction. So then I started thinking like, well, what do I do? You know, what are my options? So I actually ended up calling um, a family friend of mine and she was a very successful entrepreneur and clinician. She had grown a clinician based business um, for occupational therapists. And I knew that she made millions of dollars. She had this huge, amazing house. My grandma raved about her. I was like, I need to talk to this lady and figure out what she did so I can do it. And so I talked to her and um, she's like, 
yeah, Casey, you sound exactly like an entrepreneur. She's like, you don't like following rules. You don't like being told what to do. You are really smart. You, you know, you have this passion to help children and adults who have this need, you know, you should totally do a business. And I was like, great. And here I was thinking like, oh yeah, she'll tell me what to do. Right. She's going to tell me like, okay, go take this class, go learn how to do this. And then like start a business. Like it was going to be easy. You know what I mean? And I, I was going to be able to figure it all out on my own, maybe with some of her help. And that's where I really like learned like, yeah, that's not how it works at all. So <laughs> I started to like get into the world. Like, how am I going to do this? Right? Like, how do you start just a business out of nothing? Um, you know, I had no name for myself. I had no experience on social media. I was not an influencer. I was just, you know, a regular speech language pathologist. Um, you know, that's it. And so, um, around that time I started to go to church, which it wasn't a normal church. Okay. It was like a very spiritual church, which I was, I was raised more spiritual than religious. So I found this church that felt aligned and I just felt like called to go. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go. And it was the first time in a long time that I really started meditating more, going deeper into like who I was as a, as a human. And all of a sudden like opportunities for my business would start to appear. And I was really intentional about my meditations and like my business. Like I had this vision, right? Like we all do when we start, like you have this vision and you're like, I'm going to achieve this. And so I was just sitting there and I was like, I'm going to, I want to find, like, I need clarity. Like I need to figure out what I'm supposed to do. And so it's just, it's been such a journey. And, you know, one thing leads to another, you're in this course and you meet this person and then you're doing this and then you start building something. Right. And it starts small. And then you're like still struggling. You don't like you start, maybe you fail a few times. You start putting things out there and they don't sell. You start, you know, I started creating courses for other speech language pathologists um, for a special niche that I'm in, which is um, augmentative alternative communication. And I don't I know a lot of people don't know what that is. It's like Stephen Hawking, you know, how he had a device that he communicated with because um, he had ALS. Um, that is what I help people with. So I teach, I taught clinicians how to use those and um, with their patients. And so it was like a super like weird thing that I started to create and I started to connect. And then one thing grows to another, one thing grows to another. I started helping speech language pathologists with their own businesses. And then I started helping other entrepreneurs with their businesses. And then I finally was like, you know what? I hadn't brought spirituality into the forefront, even though I was doing it behind the scenes the whole time. And I felt brave enough. I felt called to come out of the spiritual closet. Surely <laughs> And um, I, start, I started to talk about it and I, I was like, yeah, it's like, this is the stuff I've been doing behind the scenes that grew, you know, my social media, that grew my emails, that grew my skill set, that helped me invest thousands and thousands of dollars into me and my business. And this is why, you know, this is the drive, you know? And so there's just so much growth that happens as you build a business. And, you know, today I am helping entrepreneurs with their magnetic marketing strategy, increasing their visibility and then mastering their energy alignment. So, and you know, it's all because we all can be, we can create our dream business and we can create the income we desire. It's just, you need some strategy, but you also need the spiritual or the woo as some people say. That's what we're all about here, hey? That's what we're all yes. about. Well, let me ask you, everyone's probably listening to your story and thinking, okay, you, 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 eradicated your debt in 16 months, first of all, and then you started building this business with all of the, all of the growth experiences along the way. Let me ask you, what was it 
in your experience, what, what shifted within you, whether it be your beliefs, whether it be a story, whatever it may be that allowed you to manifest the income to eradicate the debt, uh, in that period of time, what was it that shifted within you that allowed for that external circumstance? Mm, I think a lot of the shifting for me was with the money specifically, it was like, um, I think so often when we have a lot of debt, we put ourselves in a victim mindset. So like this happened to me that this is like happening to me and not for me. And so when I started to step out of that mindset and started empowering myself, and this goes for business as well, when you start to empower yourself with like the gifts, the talents, the knowledge you have, instead of thinking of all the things that didn't line up exactly the way you wanted it to and feeling like victimized by that, that is when you can really take control and manifest and just take the action that it requires. Um, you know, I was working, I worked a lot during those times. If I could go back in time, I would have even shifted my mindset even more to realize that money doesn't come from work. Like I said, I, it didn't make enough money for the amount I actually paid off. So money was coming to me, obviously, from places like outside of work. Um, cause my tax returns, like I said, didn't, didn't line up. So if we start thinking about like money doesn't necessarily come from our blood, sweat and tears <laughs> and it doesn't like, it really doesn't. You know, if you look at somebody who, if you, if we, if hard work was actually the equivalent of money, then think of all the waitresses, all the janitors, all those labor, the labor force that would be millionaires by now because they work their butts off. Yeah. And then if you look at like the real housewives of Orange County who sit in front of a TV crew all day, you know, with millions of dollars, they're obviously not breaking much of a sweat. So it's like the hard work and the money thing is not correlated, but money is also not equivalent to all the negative things we associate it with it as well. So I had to kind of shift out of like money is not bad thing. Like we see like people with a lot of money and we tend to think that they're greedy or that they're, they are um, like just negative people, but that's definitely not the case. Just as like, just as much as somebody without any money can be negative and a bad person or, you know, a negative influence, as I like to say, like, they can all, you know what I mean? There's good people who have no money. There's good people that have a lot of money. There's bad people who have no money. There's bad people who have a lot of money. So getting that mindset um, corrected was also gotcha. really important. I wanted to tap into that before we get into the marketing, the strategies, the things we can do to grow the business. Practically, if it's not coming from the vibration of abundance, right? then it's, it's, it's not on a stable base, right? So I wanted to I wanted to um, tap into that. Let me ask you, if, it's, if it doesn't come from hard work, from your sweat, your tears, you know, the, the hours, um, where do you view it come from? Where, where, does, where does money come from if it doesn't come from that? Oh, yeah, definitely the universe. Mm -hmm. I mean, definitely whoever you believe in. I mean, if you believe in God, if you don't believe in God, if you believe in creator or source or life energy or the universe, um, definitely that's where it is all coming from. And once you start looking at from it, in that perspective and not looking at it like it's punishing you just look at it like this is what i'm currently manifesting in my life and i can change that and i don't have to do x y and z to change that i don't have to work more necessarily i don't have to you know get another job necessarily or leave my business it's just a matter of following the steps following the signs following your intuition into the right steps for you if that is a goal for you you know what i mean so 
that's kind of what I would say. Awesome. Did you find intuition guiding you along the way? Did something feel like a calling? Did something feel like a pull that led you to, from school to the, um, speech and language pathologist into entrepreneurship? Did you always feel this intuition, this pull, or was it something else? Yeah, I guess that it, it must be intuition. Looking back, I wasn't aware at the time that it was. Um, but yeah, the, the amount of effect and positive influence I've been able to have with the kids that I work with makes me know that it was no mistake that I was there that, you know, the, the people I'm able to help today, even when I'm a clinician three days a week, the people I'm helping today, it makes the whole journey make sense. Um, and I know that, you know, universe, God, creator, whatever you want to call it, you know, they want us to serve multiple purposes in our life and they want us to help multiple people in our life. And you don't have to, you know, I know a lot of entrepreneurs um, are working multiple jobs. We're doing this, you know, maybe our business is a side hustle. So to say, I say that with air quotation marks, um, cause I don't think it's really called, a, should be called a side hustle, it's a business. But, you know, we're often juggling multiple things and that's not wrong. Like that's not a bad thing, I think your your dream life and your dream business can look so many different ways and it doesn't mean that any mis you made any mistakes along the way if it's not exactly as you envisioned it um but following your intuition is definitely a big piece of finding the the path that was you know designed for you um you know and you know you're not following your intuition when nothing works out when you don't get into the school program you applied for when you don't get the scholarships you applied for for me oh my gosh i got into all the schools i got all the scholarships like it was all so easy um so i know that it was the right path because it wasn't like i was fighting against this huge insurmountable challenge you know everything flowed um but yeah it does make you question because when you like become an entrepreneur you're like did i make a mistake not just doing this right out of high school like could i have avoided all of that but for honestly i was supposed to have that experience of course. Yeah. And so what is your, what is your business, your life look like now? So three days a week is doing the language pathology. What, what does your business look like? Who do you work with? What do you help them with? What does all that look like? So everyone can know. Yeah. So currently I'm still working with speech language pathologists and I'm also working with entrepreneurs that are not speech language pathologists. I work with coaches and so I help coaches and I help SLPs is what we're called um, in the States. Um, with their own businesses. So right now, my focus is on magnetic marketing, like I said, creating marketing online or in person. Like if you're a brick and mortar, I help people with brick and mortar as well. Um, you know, to share their story, share their passion, share their gifts in a way that's authentic to them and not just a copycat of somebody else or what they think they should be saying, right? Um, and then I also help them with visibility. So booking podcasts, getting networking. You know, I, I don't like the word networking because I think we always get the wrong idea, but it's really just building relationships and that in turn helps you become visible. And then I love helping them with their energy alignment. So I didn't know at the time that SLPs would be open to spirituality, but it turns out they are. Yeah. And so that's been really, really cool um, meeting a lot of SLPs who love that. And so I've been helping them and entrepreneurs um, master their inner energy, their masculine and um, divine masculine, their divine feminine energies, chakras, 
Um, I'm a psychic medium, so I do help my clients. If they, if I get messages for them, I deliver them to them during our work together. Um, so it's just been a journey. Yeah. It's so much fun to, to work with these people though, and to help them share their gifts. And I think that's a, a really key question uh, that you touched upon there was that you weren't sure how spirituality was going to be received. Oh, no. uh, and, but you, I know we've talked about this before, but you just decided to come out anyway and yeah. just see what would happen. Cause you're like, what, what is it? What is it for me? If I'm, if I'm cutting off, you know, my own heart, my own truth. So you decided to share it and you decided to just get out there and, and help let people know. And now because of that, you're able to not only express your heart, but that it was well received and they're actually open to it. And so now you're helping them grow their businesses and their messaging. And now they're open to receiving the messages you get through mediumship. Um, do you have any advice for someone who, who might be um, more into esoteric type of conversations and yet they're feeling a bit uncomfortable with sharing that truth out in front of the world that might not uh, receive it? Do you have any any particular advice or tips or, or guidance for someone in that situation? Yeah, I have great compassion for them because I understand how challenging it can be. It's a mindset um, challenge, honestly, because so oftentimes we create these um, scenarios in our mind, like, oh, so-and-so is gonna like message me angry or my, my parents are not gonna approve of this or my friends are not gonna um, believe me or you know what I mean? So I would say to them that I think everybody's journey is different. Some people ease out of the closet like a foot at a time and then I'm always the rip the bandaid off. I'm like, you know what? I'm going big or I'm going home. Like there's no like me easing into this. Like, all right. So I just kind of came out full, <laughs> full garbed up in spirituality and spiritual You're like, talk. How do I get on TV? How do I get on national TV and just, <laughs> and just say my truth? Exactly. I'm like, I don't care. Um, and you know what? The I know there's people that disagree with me and that's totally fine. And you just have to be okay with people being not believing everything you believe and not, and not being ready to receive. And that's totally okay. But you have to decide who is it that you want to work with? Who is it that you want to attract and magnetize to you? Do you want to magnetize people who are scared or who are not ready or who are like feeling very, maybe even triggered by your message or do you want to attract people who want to talk to you about spirituality or want to talk to you about chakras and auras and energy? You know, which conversation lights you up? And if it's that conversation, then you repel and attract, you know, repel those people who aren't your, per, your peep. I always call them my peeps. Repel those and then attract the people who are ready and who are like fascinated. Because that's actually what happened to me is people started being like, so Casey, um, because they knew me before, right? They knew me before I came out and they're like, Casey, um, so when did this all happen for you? Like they thought it happened recently. And I'm like, no, my friend, I've been like this the entire time. I just wasn't telling anybody. And it wasn't something that, you know, you need to share necessarily. Like people are private and you can have your private beliefs and not incorporate it into your business if that is your desire. But for me, it's just been so freeing. So I definitely think it's an option people should explore. Awesome. Awesome. And would you say that attracting and repelling the ideal clients that you would like 
is in a way started with you owning yourself and being honest and open with yourself. Cause it seems like what you said, once you start coming out with everything, then you start really attracting the ideal clients or the people you do want to have conversations with, but you have to own that in yourself first. Yeah. Is that, is that what you, is that what you're hinting at? Yeah, for sure. You have to love that about yourself, right? You have to love that about yourself that you are this person with these beliefs or these, you know, these experiences and they are experiences. And so once you love that about yourself and you are accepting that in yourself, then, you know, telling others, you know, however, however you want to tell them is just the natural consequence of that. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. And what would you say if someone's in that situation, they're putting their business out there, uh, getting to more of the marketing questions that I'm interested truly in, in understanding your perspective. What's some of the, what are some of the challenges? What are some of the mistakes people are making? If they're growing a social media presence, if they're on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, they're putting things out there. What are some of the common mistakes that you've seen in your life that people are, are making so that they're not really reaching the right people or not getting the engagement and reach it thereafter? Yeah. And I'm so glad you asked me this question because I actually knew you were going to ask it um, because I've been seeing things to, um, today in the last few days that I was like, oh man, I hope Tyson asks me this question because I know what I'm going to say. So it must be an important message, but I would say that the one of the number one things I've been seeing, which has been unfortunate, even in the spiritual community, is I'm seeing people copy other people. What I mean is like almost verbatim posts. And I I love these people dearly. Like I, I share so much compassion for them because I'm thinking in my mind like, okay, they have hit a, uh, what's that, writer's block. <laughs> they have hit the writer's block they have nothing. They don't know what to do. <laughs> they saw this amazing post, get this engagement in this group. They're going to copy it and put it on their own, in their own page. And I'm just thinking like, but I see it all. Cause you know, we're all friends with the same people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my goodness. Um, and you know, what's interesting is somebody even reached out to me and they said, have you seen this? They copied my thing. And I'm like, Oh no. So that is definitely a number one. I would say no, no. I think it's a no, no, because even though there's some things that are totally fine to emulate and like there's swipe files, right? Have you heard of swipe files, which are like emails yeah. that you can swipe. And I give people my swipe files. I love emails. So, I mean, I give people like, yeah, you just subject lines that worked really well for me, make them your own. Like, obviously I talk about very different things like, you know, meeting my grandma's spirit. You're probably not going to want that subject line in your email, but you get the idea, right? That it's like shocking. And that's why people open my email. And so it's like, there is a time and a place where, you know, emulating is appropriate if it's with a good intention and also with your own energy behind it with your own voice. Now, now there's a time when it's like, obviously not. And it's like, you've hit the writer's block and now you're just grasping at straws and that energy comes off. And actually I think it must be super magnetic in a bad way. Cause how would I have seen it? Do you know what I mean? So it's like, Oh man, that's, that's something I don't recommend. Mm. Okay, good. So don't copy everyone. <laughs> don't yeah. copy, don't copy be your yourself. Stuff. Yeah. Be totally. yourself. And that's actually been the message I've been sharing this week is, you know what? we all have something different to offer. And 
if you're in a, if you're in a rut and you're in a low vibration, I would rather not post at all. (laughs) That's my recommendation. And, And we all have those days when we're up leveling, you know, and we're, when we're really being challenged, we have those times where we're like, I have nothing to give and that's okay. You know, being recognizing that day and just being like, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to do the calls that I scheduled. I'm going to do those things, but anything extra, I just don't have the energy for today. And that's totally fine. And I think that if people would listen to their inner, their inner energy and respect, you know, that they don't have to be on all the time, then we wouldn't see some of the bad marketing that we do see. Mm. But you know, most of the messaging I see again, it's, and is that, you know, the copying or it's what I call victim marketing, which I'll, I coined myself. (laughs) Um, that's what I call when somebody is using things like, um, did you know that 92% of mothers after they have a baby go into postpartum depression? And that's why you should hire me is because I can, you know, fix that for you. And I'm thinking in my mind, like, okay, you just made the person reading this basically, feel like a victim, and then you're going to profit off of them feeling like crap. When in reality, what you could have said in that marketing message is like, I love helping women after they have a baby who are struggling with X, Y, Z, you know, maybe they feel like tired or they're, you know, they have this diagnosis, right? I enjoy helping coaching them through that. And I think like when we use victim marketing, we're, we're often, um, you know, it sounds like we're capitalizing on somebody's pain which, oh my gosh, that's so sad, right? It's like, that's not what we're here to do. Mm. Um, And we're also almost sounding like we can be the cure. Like, oh, I can fix that. And it's like, no, nobody can cure any, like, you know what I mean? They have to do it themselves. Like they have to do the inner work or the medical work or the, you know, seek the help they need. You cannot force anybody to, I can't force somebody to make 10K months. You know, it's a possibility that they can, but I can't, you know, you know what I mean? So it's just exactly. like, you have to position your, your marketing in a way that makes them feel empowered. Gotcha. Awesome. So how would you, how would you generally phrase that as an example? So if someone's putting a message out there, instead of placing them as the victim and mm-hmm. saying, look, you need to be fixed. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's something wrong with you. you need to lose and I'm, 30 and pounds. The right. Yeah. And I'll help you lose the 30 pounds. Right. Yeah. Okay, great. What's the, what's the, what's the way you can phrase it that is empowering that enlists them in, in order to um, know they need your, your services, but also don't put them in the victim mentality and also don't put you as the solution, but put, puts them in an empowering place. How would you, what, what are some ways you would phrase that? Mm, that's such a good question. I think that what I could do, you know, if I was a health coach, I could talk about how, you know, what I would what made me feel amazing or what made my client feel amazing and empowered. So like, you could say like, you know, I love to squeeze in this walk in the middle of the day. It makes me feel alive. It makes me feel um, like a, like, I feel like I'm moving my body. The movement feels good. And, you know, doing a live video on that, you know, teaching, giving people actionable steps that they can take, serving them in a way that makes them feel like I can do this. Like, giving them the faith in themselves that they are able to meet their goals. So like you can make a 10K month and here's why. You can lose, you know, the 20 pounds, 
you know, and here's why you can. It's because, you know, you are, whatever you set your mind to, you can accomplish it. You might need some coaching so that way you can hold yourself accountable and you have somebody to help you hold you accountable. But here's, you know, how we can do that together. You know, and it's through, you know, calls with me. It's through the support that I give. It's through my framework that I've created, right? So it's like taking them, putting them in the position to be able to feel empowered. I think feeling hope is so powerful. Um, I know for my debt, you know, I didn't have hope for a long time. I thought, oh my God, I'm going to be in student loan debt forever. And when I read a book and it was like, no, there's people who've done it and here's why you can do it too. I was like, let's do this. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People are going to start to listen to this and really get it. It's like, I'm not making them feel like a victim. I'm not making them feel like they're in this horrible situation and I'm the solution. It's like, here is why you're empowered and here's why you can do it. Right. Mm -hmm. It's it, you can use me as a resource in helping you get there and whatever it may be my coaching programs, whatever it looks like for you, but you're the one that's transforming your life and you're using me as a resource in order to help you show yourself that you can do it. And they're the hero. They're the hero, not you. Yeah. Sorry to tell you that. <laughs> I'm a hero they in are... my story, but not in my marketing. <laughs> exactly. Cause you know what? You're going to help everybody else become their hero. Yeah. And that's what marketing is you know, designed to do. And, um, and I think there's power in sharing your own story. There's power in being yourself. And there's power in being authentic. And you are like the person they are in a way purchasing when they buy your product or service, they are purchasing that experience with you. So that's very important. But talking only about yourself is not going to sell your service. And then, you know, you need to think of it from their perspective. And then what victim marketing does is it actually does sell, but it sells to people you don't really probably want as a client. So those people actually are already in the victim mindset and they might not be ready to shift out of it. And so you're going to probably be teaching somebody who's, who does feel like, oh, I need to lose 30 pounds and you can save me. Um, or, you know, whatever it is, and you're going to work with them and they're going to be like, well, I didn't lose the 30 pounds. So what the heck, you know, but they didn't do the work. Right. So it's like, you want your marketing to actually attract the people that are ready for transformation and ready to take responsibility and ownership. Awesome. And that comes across in your messaging comes across in yes. everything. I actually, this morning was coaching my clients in my group coaching call. And we literally was, were going on that where you're putting out your message. And if you're in the space of authority, or if you're in the space of the solution, or if you're in the space of this, um, of branding yourself, then you're the hero and they don't, and, and, you know, they don't want to sign up because you're the hero, right? You, they want to sign up to you because you're the guide that's going to help them on their journey. The guide. But, but yes. But they are the hero. They are the hero mm -hmm. of their journey. And so that's yes. what's really important. You're um, the hero in your journey. Yes. You are the hero in your journey, yes. but your client is the hero in theirs. And so you need to think from the client perspective. And if you're a marketer, you know, think from their perspective and that's what your marketing should speak to. Mm. Um, so that's really probably all the secret sauce. Awesome. <laughs> Just kidding. We're done. We're all done. Yeah, Everyone... that's it. You guys can be millionaires now. You're welcome. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's cool. Even what you just said then is needs to be reiterated in looking at it from their perspective. Yeah. Look at it from their because I can put my copy, I can type a post, I can do all of these different things. 
But if it's from me and from my language, it's from what my experience and, and everything like that. And I don't look at it from their perspective. I'll be missing some key pieces. Uh, I do that all the time. And it's something that I, sometimes I'll send out an email or whatever. And I didn't take the time to, to look at that. And so what are yeah. some things, what are some things people can look at? What are some questions they can ask themselves before they put out a piece of content to make sure that they're, it's being received in the way that they want from their, from their audience? Yeah. One thing I recommend is actually reading it out loud. So oftentimes we, when you're writing so much of marketing is in writing, um, read it out loud. And is it the way you actually would say it? <laughs> does it, how does it come across? <laughs> Another idea is the reverse engineer. So to do, so some people I know they're very good at recording some marketing material or some different ideas, recording their voice, saying it. Big people write books like this as well, record their voice, saying the, the message and then writing it. So listening it, listening to it or having it, there's like services out there you can purchase that will like write it for you. Um, because that is the authentic voice. Another thing to do is to like, I think, you know, in perspective taking, I'm a speech language pathologist, right? So I actually help children look at things from a different perspective because so many children with autism have a really hard time with this. And so I teach them how to do that, which I mean, is literally like as simple as this sounds. It's like, how would I feel if I were that other person? Um, you know, how would I feel if I were the one receiving this message from this person? And that's literally what I teach my, you know, 11 year old kiddos is, you know, if, how would you feel if I said that to you? Or what would you say in this scenario? So, I mean, from an SLP standpoint, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, what it awesome. is. <laughs> that's awesome. Like even before you send a message, before you send a, an email, a post, um, that's something I can do. I can ask myself, what is the feeling yes. that they're going to feel when reading this? Yes. And the feeling is your vibration, the energy you put into it, which is so important. Yes, totally. And you mentioned it a few times the word authentic, where does authenticity mm -hmm. come into this? What, what can you weave in, in terms of authenticity that's going to help your marketing message be more magnetic? Yeah. So being bold, I mean, being a little ballsy, I think the more we can add our authentic voice or our, uh, like our opinions or our, like what we love. I mean, for me, you know, I love certain things. I love, um, Let's think about this. I love money. So I talk about money a lot. So I'm never shy about, you know, talking about numbers. I love like spirituality. So like connecting with spirits, like I love talking about that. So being like yourself in your marketing, even though it's a little bit scary is really the best thing. It's almost like you want people to know you on a best friend level, but not in every way. Like you don't need to share like what you ate for breakfast. I'm not talking about that. I mean, like sharing, like what makes you unique from another person as a coach, what makes you unique from another business as a, if you're making products, you know, what makes you different because everybody's different personalities. Nobody is the same. You know, I teach human design and no human design is the same. So we all literally have different, we're different. 
and we process differently and we express things differently. We are different Enneagrams, you know, and we all show up in, in different um, ways online. So like not being afraid, like if you're an introvert, like own it. If you're an extrovert, own it. If you're a, I don't even care if people share their political opinions because honestly, if you're like very strongly political, do you really want to serve somebody who really disagrees with you? Like, I don't know, like, do you? Like, ask yourself these questions. Would you be okay with serving somebody who's the complete opposite, you know, extreme opposite as you? And maybe you are, and that's cool. I'm just saying these are good questions to ask yourself and if you wanna include it in your marketing. I know with human rights, with Black Lives Matter, that was a huge thing that a lot of entrepreneurs struggled with. They weren't sure, should I say this in my messaging? Should I just not talk about it? Should I, you know, and as a white person myself, it was like, okay, I, I want to say something. How do I say it? You know, what do I do? And, and so it's like, this is all the important things we need to be thinking of from a spiritual level, from a human rights level, from a marketing level, and addressing it in a way that's authentic and, you know, in that regard, very respectful, but in deep, you know what I mean? So it was just like 2020 has been the year of like coming out of our fear of being bold. Mm. Wow. And in being bold, it's like not only being authentic, not only is allowing your messaging to be polarizing. So like you said before, you're either attracting or you're repelling, mm -hmm. but just owning yourself. I yes. mean, that's huge. I mean, yes. I, I just, um, for, it was, it was, I have a twin brother. It was our birthday last week. No, this week it was our birthday a few days ago. And I wrote him a, um, a letter of appreciation and it was just me sharing my heart. And I've never done that before. And it was, it was challenging. Um, but afterwards you feel like this was something that had to come out. And I think that sort of thing in your messaging is it can be, can be so key to have people like know and trust you. Um, and, and like you say, it's, it's separating you, putting you in a unique box for someone to say, okay, there's no one like this person. Right? Yeah. I get my unique flavor from them and we connect here and we don't connect there and all those different things. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. And you know, it's been such an interesting year to share um, our inner thoughts and our inner feelings and, um, and to really, you know, advocate or to support other groups. So I think that that's been a great thing out of this year that people are finally taking a stance that they believe in. And I think that that's most times good. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to say it's always, I'm sure it's not always great, yeah. but I think that it is most, if you're coming from a high vibration you're coming from a place of love, then yeah, you really can't go wrong. But yeah, releasing like what you said about the letter, right? It's like releasing that energy. It's almost like it's locked up. Like it feels like you haven't yet expressed it and it feels like what's going to happen if I say this, mm. how am I going to feel? And it's like, you do it and you're like, Oh, that feels really good. Mm. Like, why didn't I do this sooner? Um, and well, it's because it comes that. from a place of love. If someone, if someone's there at that, at that point of like, Oh, should I release this? Like, yeah. you know, it, it feels true. Uh, yeah. It feels scary, but I yeah. don't know if it's in my best interest. What a, yeah. what, What's some advice for them of letting them know if they should release it or not? I have a lot of experience in that. Um, being a brave, courageous 
bold person. <laughs> I call myself brave. Casey actually means brave, which is kind of cool. Nice. Um, and so being me, I have put my foot in my mouth many times and I have regretted a few things that I've released. And so I can speak to this from experience. This was early on, very, very early on in my business because people were talking about being vulnerable and I was like, Oh, being vulnerable. Like I could do that. Like I can talk about this. But what I realized was when I was being vulnerable, it had to come from a place of high vibration. Like it had to, you actually should not share your vulnerabilities or your like innermost darkest, deepest thoughts. If it's coming from a place of low vibration that actually, and it's okay to say, like, I'm not saying that you should never feel that way. Um, and you can make a post of course, that's like, you know, today of like, you know, honestly, I'm not feeling the best today. And like, that's different, but actually airing out your dirty laundry on social media, not recommended. Uh, (laughs) It'll be good in the way that you'll grow real fast. But it's not great in the way it's not going to give you the results that you were actually expecting. So I just want to caution people that, you know, you can, there's a difference between being authentic and then airing out the energy that you should have said to somebody sooner, if that makes sense. Is that what you mean by low vibration in terms of, it's not something that you're, it's not something that's expansive to share on social media, but you're using social media as a way to sort of air out something else that should be handled in a different way. Is that what you mean exactly. by low vibration? Yeah. Yeah. And like the lower vibration is like coming from a place of fear or, or um, fear or judgment. Mm. I think like when we judge other people, Um, I know I'm guilty. Like, I think we all are to some respect of like, oh, we just, that's human nature. And so if I ever do judge, I do feel like, oh yeah, that's not something that I would ever want to release (laughs) on my page. Um, Because that's just unprocessed, you know, emotions. And that's not what the vibration you want to be putting out there as your brand. Um, So it's just, you know, it's good to be yourself. And so that's why this conversation is so interesting. It's like, there's, you know, you have to have the balance. You have to have the balance of the vulnerability and the authority. You got to have the balance of positivity and reality, right? You, you can't be always like super, super positive because nobody's going to believe that, yeah. but you can't be like always like complaining or judging or um, airing out your dirty laundry. Okay. Beautiful. And I think what you're hinting towards is, is, doing what's authentic to you, which won't be all of those. It won't be that all of the time. Right. But if Mm -hmm. you're, if you're at one polar end or the other, you're not really helping anyone. Right. It's not, it's not really helping. Um, I could go on about messaging all day, but I want to ask about what can people do to expand their reach? This is going to help them expand their reach in terms of their messaging. It's going to land with the right amount of people. Um, do you have any advice on if someone wants to get more reach? I know before you mentioned um, podcasts and doing things like this. What are some, what are some um, practical tools and strategies people can think about if they really do want to start expanding their audience so they can share this, this new message that they're going to start putting together? Yeah. So I love what I love to do is, you know, I always, some people call it getting in the trenches. So instead of coming off as like, I have this business, come buy from me, which is what we all start off doing because we think that's going to work. 
Um, the better thing to do and the thing that does work is to actually like develop relationships with your ideal clients or with your peer group. So I call like a peer group. Again, I'm a speech language pathologist. So of course my mind always goes to like our clinical language. Like our peers would be like, you know, people on who are in our business, who are in our field, who are doing certain things. Maybe we would even think of them as competition, but I don't like to think of it that way. I think collaboration over competition wins all day, every day. And so thinking of it in those respects and you all have something different to offer, you're all a different flavor, you're all unique. So when you look at it from that perspective, getting to know your competitors, I'm using your quotes again, is the way to do it. So, you know, getting, getting to know that, and that's where I started and actually it opened up so many doors for me. It's just being in community, finding a community. Like I know you have an amazing Facebook community, being in one of those, showing up for calls, showing up for the live events, commenting on other people's on other people's amazing posts sharing your wisdom in facebook groups and in, on instagram posts right you know if somebody's coming and they're having a question about like you know what do i do with this scenario and you have the answer like share it and even if it's unrelated to your field share it because you know what that's visibility people seeing you engage with other people is going to give you more visibility people are gonna be like oh like casey actually knows what she's kind of talking about and i'm interested in that and that's where you can develop that relationship further it's i think the marketing that i see a lot of is like people trying to write attention grabbing posts in facebook groups and like trying to get a lot of like engagement on their posts but they don't really think about engaging on other people's posts and that is actually how you become visible okay gotcha yeah, and especially since if your if your primary intent is to put out a post that's polarizing or that's uh, attention grabbing, I mean, people can start really seeing your feeling your intention behind that. Yes. Um, which either, like you're saying before, either will attract the wrong people, right, or mm -hmm. damage your brand as a person who's coming from that place. Um, but right. it seems like what you're saying is coming from a place of service and coming from a place of uh, commenting on other people's, even if it's not to do with your business, but because you love helping because you love, yep. you love doing that. And that to you is, is visibility. That's awesome. So commenting and engaging on other people's um, posting and, and in other Facebook groups and, and going to Instagram. things, going mm. to things like joining courses, like, Oh my gosh, I meet so many people in a course, like an online, because the online Facebook communities are amazing. Yeah. So like doing things, like it's almost like dating. Like I think of like networking as a lot and finding clients is almost like dating in a way. Cause I know like, you know, when you're, you're single, you're thinking like, okay, I'm going to like go out with my friends. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stand there and somebody's going to be automatically in love with me. They're going to like see me. They're going to think I'm gorgeous. They're going to come up to me and it's going to be amazing, but it actually doesn't work out that way. Right. And so, cause if it did, we'd all be like married at 18. So <laughs> <laughs> I think that, um, it doesn't really work that way. But, and that's what, that's what marketing is like. It's like, you have to go mingle, you know, you have to go introduce yourself. You've got to step out of your shell, out of your, like, you're, it's a little scary for some of my clients. I have some pretty amazing clients and, you know, they're entrepreneurs for the first time and they're a little terrified yeah. of going into people, especially if they feel like those people are above them in some way or superior, or like making more money or something. And I'm like, no, they're just all people. And, and, you know, if they do treat you like that, then you don't want to be in their circle anyways. Mm. And so it's just a matter of like, 
you know, getting out there, like, you know, what they say to single people is like, go to events. I know with COVID, you can't really do that, but <laughs> you know, you go do things, you go join the club you like, you go horseback riding, you, you know what I mean? And it's like, that's how you meet people. It's the same thing with business. It's not complicated, but oftentimes we think we're almost too good for it. Like, oh, like, I don't need to do that. Like, mm. and it's like, you know what, if you're not making a lot of money in your business, I would probably go do those things. <laughs> yeah, mingle, mingle. How do you start those conversations when you're out there uh, socializing? You can jump, like I said, in events. You can jump in courses. You can join those groups. Yeah. Uh, if you're out there engaging and being in a space of service, how do you yeah. personally engage with someone and start that conversation? Um, you know, I think it's always... Um, I know the DMs, they have a specific, there's like a lot of cold outreach in DMs, which give DMs a lot, a bad rap, right? It's like the, the cold DM is when somebody like unsolicited just messages you and is like, join my blah, 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 pay for my blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. We don't have a relationship. And maybe that works for some people, but I don't know. I haven't heard of it working for anybody I know. So that's interesting sales strategy. The, the type of DMs I talk about are like the ones where your friend, like Facebook friends, friend requested, you meet through mutual connections, you see them in a Facebook group and you feel like, you know what, I could work with them or maybe I want to work with them or maybe we could just be a good relation, you know, have a good business relationship or professional relationship and, you know, you friend request them and you start messaging them after they accept the request, okay? So we're not like, again, I don't stand for cold messaging, but you know, once they've accepted some, some kind of invitation of yours, whether that's a friend request or can I DM you and some people do that and Facebook comments, um, that's where you can really start to build a relationship. I would say, you know, following their, looking at their profile, getting to know them if they are of interest to you, because maybe they have a podcast you want to be on. Maybe they have a online journal you want to be featured in. Maybe they have a PR you know, some expertise and you have, want to like see if, if they're a good fit for your business, right? Whatever the reason is, um, you know, just getting to know them. And, and I mean, I used to call it Facebook stalking, honestly, like I used to think it was kind of creepy, but then now that I'm in the business world, it's like, no, this is a total culture out there. It's a culture and they all know the culture. And so you're not going to freak anybody out because it's a culture and they all know what to expect. And they're all, they're all, I don't want to say playing the game, like it's a bad thing, but we're all in this. Like we, once you've been in it a little while, you start to see how the game is played, so to yeah. speak. And so you kind of know, um, you know, who might be a good connection for you and who might, who might not. And yeah. you only learn through trial and error and reading energy. So the question is, what did you come across when you stalked me? Oh, right. Oh, we, we were connected with a mutual, with a mutual person. So yeah. I didn't have to stalk you very that's much. What, that's what I was going to say is, is if you're, if you're out there networking, it, it happens easier because the way yes. we, we got connected is through a mutual friend and it just, it just, it just rolls, right? Just you build momentum by doing that. Exactly. And that's the thing. You never know where your next connection is going to come from. Some people will like land on your doorstep, right? Like I've had, I think all the clients I've had right now, like I sold to none of them. They literally found me and that's magnetic, right? So I'm somehow attracting them. The universe is sending them to me. That can happen. And I don't want you to not think that that doesn't happen, but there is a level of like intention you have to put out into the universe for that to happen. Okay. What's your intention? What's your intention for, because we've talked about messaging. We've talked about, you know, your frequency. We've talked about 
um, how to really start getting out there. But what I really want to dive in deep into what, what, what are your beliefs? What are your stories about, about marketing, about your intention? Like what's the inner workings of Casey around business and marketing that might be able to, uh, some people might be able to adopt if it's aligned for them as well. Oh, that's such a good question. Mm, I think for me, being magnetic or creating magnetic marketing is really about like, I guess this is going to sound cheesy, but it's like shining your light, like shine the light and people will find the light, right? The people who are looking for the light are going to find the light and how you shine your light is by showing up consistently, by serving consistently and by being your interesting self. We're all very interesting. I love people. I, I love learning about people. I think they're fascinating. I think that's why I am in the healthcare field to begin with is that I just find people's stories so interesting, but I can always tell when they're not telling me something or when they're, when they, when I feel like there's some kind of disconnect, right? And I'm like, how this doesn't, this something's not lining up and I don't know what it is. But once you start to like shine your light, which means like being your true authentic self, then people are like, oh, I get her. Like I know her. And what actually starts to happen is people will run into me when before the pandemic, people would run into me in conferences and they'd know my name and I didn't know who they were. And I was like, this is weird. Like they know me. And it's like, yeah, like I, I went to where you live and we had vacation there and that's so amazing. Or they'll join my courses and they already know like half my life story. And I'm like, whoa, that is fascinating how that works. And it's, it's like surreal because mm -hmm. for me not to have this discussion with them and for them to know that much about me, it really tells me like I am doing the magnetic marketing I'm supposed to be doing. Awesome. Cool. And what, just so the audience knows, what are the ways that you're getting your message out there? What are the, what are the platforms that you're mostly putting things out so that, uh, so that people can find out more about you? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram. I am Casey Barron SLP. That's K-A-C-Y-B-A-R-R-O-N SLP. And then I am on Facebook. My personal profile is Casey Barron. You can friend request me. <laughs> and maybe put a message like, I heard you on this podcast. Um, but yeah, I'm also at my website. You can email me from my website, join my email list. I do magnetic marketing and email as well. And so you, if you want to even just join just to see what I do, that gets me 50% open rates, you can join and you'll see everything. And it's kind of fun to learn more about me. That's um, my website is www.kacybarron.com. And that's where you can find where um, you can book a call with me if you're wanting to start your business, if you want to work on your marketing, if you want to work on your visibility and your energy. So that's where you can find me. Lovely. Lovely. And I know before you mentioned about really collaboration instead of competition. Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're the prime example of this. I mean, we, we do something very similar, but as soon as we start aligning, I'm like, Oh my God, I just have to like share this message. I have to put your energy out there. Cause it's really, you know, there's some people who are going to resonate with you that don't resonate with me. And, and it's, it's, you know, I've learned, I've learned a lot from this conversation just by hearing your perspective. And I think that's what it's all about. And so no doubt people who jump on your email list and just being able to see what you're 
emails you're putting out there will kickstart some ideas of how they can put their own authenticity in their emails, how they can start being more vulnerable in their own way. Um, and that's, I think, I think that's a really cool way to learn. It's just by seeing what people are doing. Um, yes. That's yes. really great. Is there anything you else so you'd much. love to, uh, is there anything else you want to add or anything else that you want to give us tips or tricks before we finish up? Hmm. I think, you know, just know that, you know, you are designed perfectly that even the things that you think are flaws or the things that you wish were different, they are the way they are because that is the way you were designed to be. And, you know, embracing who you are is the first step to becoming a magnetic marketer and becoming a magnetic business. Oh, beautiful. That's a strong message to, to leave with. Um, but I want to thank you for not only your authenticity, but putting yourself out there. I mean, it's, it's, it's one thing to go to university and, and, uh, and go down the, the rabbit hole of debt and the whole story around that. But what you've been able to demonstrate is how to shift your mind, how to shift your energy, how to shift your vibration to a way where you can really just start creating anything you like. And the fact you're able to overcome the getting out of the spiritual closet and sharing your heart and sharing your openness, I think is, is more inspiring than ever before in this, in this day and age. So I just want to thank you for getting out there, spreading your, spreading your light and, um, and especially for jumping on this podcast. Uh, I, I know a lot of people are going to resonate with your energy and your, you know, your contagious uh, ways in which you conduct business. So no doubt people are going to reach out, but I just want to thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're a heart-centered business owner, you know that selling, marketing, and business strategy can bring up a lot of fear, doubt, and scarcity. And this is why I created the community on Facebook called The Serving Circle. It's in here where you get to grow your business as a byproduct of asking the question, how may I serve? It's on our weekly Zoom collaborative calls where you get to serve by meeting like-minded people and organizing collaborations, service exchanges, and partnerships so together we can heighten consciousness through business success. So just search The Serving Circle in your Facebook groups and you'll see that you're just one heartfelt collaboration away from reaching your biggest business goal. Take care now.